0: Welcome to the Menstruality Podcast, where we share inspiring conversations about the power of menstrual cycle awareness and conscious menopause. This podcast is brought to you by Red School, where we're training the menstruality leaders of the future. I'm your host, Sophie Jane Hardy, and I'll be joined often by Red School's founders, Alexandra and Shani, as well as an inspiring group of pioneers, activists, changemakers and creatives to explore how you can unashamedly claim the power of the menstrual cycle to activate your unique form of leadership for yourself, your community and the world. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I imagine you get me with this one. It can feel like you're crazy when you're interested in the menstrual cycle in a world that not only misses the power of menstrual cycle awareness of living cyclically, but actually also continues to perpetuate an atmosphere of shame around all things menstrual. And that's why I love meeting women like Jasmine Alicia Carter. So Jasmine is a menstrual artist and a feminine empowerment mentor and she's been painting with her period blood since 2016. It's become a sacred art and ritual that's changed her life and transformed the lives of thousands of women and people who bleed across the globe through this budding menstrual art movement that's formed around this work. So in the conversation we look at how Jasmine paints with her blood, the de-shaming power of working creatively with your menstrual blood, what happened when Jasmine's menstrual art went viral via an article in the Daily Mail, which is a tabloid here in the UK, and how she transformed the hate that she received into fuel for her practice. It's amazing to hear that story. So we talk about so much more. I hope you enjoy it. The healing power of making your own menstrual art with Jasmine Alicia Carter. Oh Jasmine it just feels so perfect to be with you today here just as my period starting just on day one and um, for our listener I want to describe that Jasmine is surrounded by the most incredible art behind her that she's created with her own blood and I'm so excited to explore all of this with you today. Jasmine how, how are you doing and where are you at in your cycle and how is it how is it feeling for you today? But
1: yes, I'm so happy and honored to be here. I'm currently ovulating, but I have been through so many things lately, a lot of trips. I have two kids, two children, one toddler. (laughs) One of them has been sick for a long time. So like, this ovulation is having a lot of luteal vibes, you can say. So you're on your period, I'm feeling quite a little luteal. So like the vibe, I think is just perfect. This conversation is exactly (laughs) the best that I need right now.
0: I feel exactly the same. It was so good to wake up and see my period come and think, okay, I get to go and hang out with a menstrual artist for an hour. Like, could there be anything better? How did this all start for you? How did you begin painting with your blood have you always been creative has it always been part of your life
1: yeah yeah definitely since I was a very young child I remember I was always painting I was using everything that I had and having papers and just drawing all over and my mom told me that I was kind of already intrigued by blood because I would purposely like cut myself with the blinds of the windows and go around the house staining all the walls with my hands full of blood and just like mama mama look what I did so it was just like something that was kind of always twirling around me
0: (laughs) Um,
1: but no absolutely when it comes to period blood it was quite a before after kind of experience because it came as a surprise because prior that moment there was absolute despite and hatred for my blood I came into my my first menarche when I was 12 years old and the introduction was it was really cold really like passive nothing to do with empowerment and love and acceptance and joy and sacredness nothing to do with that and it became just a burden, which very painful periods, very long time in which I was just uh, so horrible. I suffered with PCOS. I had endometriosis, I had horrible period cramps till so I had to vomit. My blood was really dark, black, dense. It was just like all the nose, all the things that didn't work until um, I was on my period. And I was on that day on a plant ceremony retreat so it came through the medicine of ayahuasca I don't know if anyone knows about this it's quite like coming out lately um and yeah and she just like it was kind of like lifted the veil and just showed me the truth about what is period and it was a complete shock because I was I wasn't completely unexpected and I went through a very deep initiation, which for the whole period of the ceremony would last around five to six hours. So for entire six hours, I was completely immersed in the experience of what is period, and it blew my mind because it was it, it feels kind of gruesome. But then when you look at the the, the the go really into it, it felt it was just so beautiful. I felt I was in eternal ground, so like in this kind of cemetery. And I was looking around and the skies were all red and everything was just black. And I just thought, where am I? Am I in hell? Like, I really remember the word that I had to go in hell. And then I look, at, I look at my hands and I saw pieces of my flesh just dropping down on the floor below me, the earth, actually. So it was just falling down and I was looking. I'm like, what's going on? And I started to get kind of panic attacks. But the moment the flesh fell on the earth, it would be sucked in by the earth beneath. And from the earth, that flowers would emerge. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> what is this beautiful? And yeah, so it just felt like this, This I was in the deep process of what it means to die. You know, mm. just like accept serenely the aspect of life that is death. And I was just fully immersed in it. I was in shock and in awe. And, and there was so many intense emotions. And then all of a sudden I had to pee very human biological response. And I went to the bathroom, I took down my underwear and I saw my pad with blood on it. And that was the, like the, I just looked at it. And I felt that I looked at it in the way in which I had to, I I was called to look at it the first time it ever came to me. But I didn't have that occasion because the first time I felt I was about to die. In this experience, I was looking at it and it was just beautiful. And I just said, wow. I'm bleeding. I'm not dying. I'm seeing death all over me, except I feel so alive. I'm feeling all of these crazy emotions. I feel, I feel, I feel so much. What a, what a, what a mystery, what a beautiful thing. And I just saw the the, the intrin- intrinsic sacredness of it because it was just completely my like blowing my mind up, you know, like it was just completely illogical. It was just completely out of the box. And I was like, oh my goodness, I feel so alive. This blood, I I can't throw it away. I was on my pad, and I just felt so like probably for ten entire minutes, I was thinking, what do I do now with this? (laughs) Should I roll it up and throw it away? But no, it's just like this this experience is just too 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 precious. So what what should I do? So in the end, I just rolled it up and I put it aside and I brought it with me in the ceremony but then the next day I started to like check out and and look on different ways I could collect my blood and I found the menstrual cups so I went immediately I purchased one at the first pharmacy and I started collecting it and then I had it in my jar I brought I brought this one for solidarity since you I know you're on your own. I took it out of my freezer and said okay I'm gonna bring it here
0: <laughs> Since we're so listeners about- she's lovingly yeah. stroking this beautiful pot of blood and we'll talk later about how you keep your blood and how you work yeah. with it and carry on with this story because it's absolutely amazing keep going <laughs> so yeah
1: I had my, my my cup and then I threw it in a vase and then I just felt of course from my artistic side there was always art has always played a major role in my life and alchemizing deep emotions I come from a very rocky background a lot of trauma, emotional trauma, a lot of experiences that we could say were quite intense. Um, and art always felt like this huge support in my life in which I could really like alchemize what was going on, you know, and just kind of release that density from myself onto something, onto paper and sculpture and whatever was the, the medium. So it just felt obvious, like to merge one of my greatest passions in my life that was art through this great, incredible new thing that came into my life that gave so much meaning to myself as a woman was the first contact of like, there's something deeper into me being a woman that when I was been told all the way now, and this blood was just speaking to me. So I just merged these two things together. It just felt so obvious. And then I just created my first ever mandala because I was already on a spiritual path, we can say. So mandalas always gave me this, beautiful sense of creating order since I was a very chaotic soul and very tormented and mandalas always bring you back to a sort of order and rhythm. So I just felt let's create a nice mandala with my blood. And that, that was the story, like the beginning of this incredible love story that goes on from far 2016.
0: Wow. I'm, I'm so touched by what you're sharing I I just want to pick up a few different threads of that story. I mean, I feel like we could speak about it for hours. But I'm really amazed by that, you know, the child in you that could see that our blood is something really, I mean, exciting and interesting. I love tracing people's callings all the way back, like through to the early years and to feel that passion and that curiosity and that desire to, to create you know, and I'm thinking of the, like the first human art that we know about, like the hand prints on the walls of caves of, sort of prehistoric times. And that that was you as a child, like seeing I can make marks in this world with my blood. And now to feel what you're doing with your blood in terms of not just making marks, but making a movement like this has become. Can you walk us into that? This has become a whole movement,
1: a whole movement, which I this I, it's the single thing I'm most proud of. Of all the things I must say that I do now in my work as a woman embodiment mentor and a shop owner and entrepreneur and all the things like that movement, which is complete nonprofit for me, and it's just a jewel. Like it's it's this melting pot in which so many women leaders all across the world over the years have been just inspired by my story and seeing more and more women picking this up and just deciding to say, you know what, I'm going to try this for myself. I'm going to see what's the fuss about. What's all this trend? What is this thing she's talking about? (laughs) And seeing how it is revolutionizing their own lives and doing this act. And it just creates this beautiful space. It's just Oh, I tune in every single day, and I just look at it. I'm just like, wow! Look, look what we created. Look at this remembrance. Look at the, the sisterhood, the thread, that red thread that just connects us all. Where is it leading to? Where we, this feels like a healing place, like a, a healing jewel, a safe shore where we can just go tap into and reconnect, and just get all this beautiful inspiration. Because every single woman then has their own unique message that is given. Through their wombs during their bleed and what we're seeing on that page now it's on instagram but i have so many plans for that <laughs> so many <laughs> but for now just tuning in and you can see like how uh, how much wisdom each one of us carry within and how m- many messages are just so connected to one another i just i'm so proud of that page so much It's just so beautiful
0: I'll put a link to it on the podcast page because I was looking through it this morning and seeing the translation of people's menstrual visions and dreams into art. So fascinating because it's like a whole universe inside each painting. And I could just feel myself dropping in you know, I am in a very dreamy place, but I recommend it for anyone on day one of their day one, two, three, if you want to do some menstrual dreaming in community but we are often in our own little units in our houses. I like guess it was such a good way for me to plug into, oh, yeah, you know, because in our world today, when you just go to the shops or the library or, you know, whatever, play date with your kid, it can feel like it's crazy what we're doing, like the fact that we're interested in the menstrual cycle. And, yes. yeah, you had a particularly profound experience with this, I'd say, or particularly um, shocking, big, dramatic experience with this. So so you were interviewed by the Daily Mail online. And of course, the Daily Mail do what they do, which is shock and crazy. And, you know, they just want to have the big headline that's going to get the most clicks for their advertising and all of that. We know how that capitalist machine works. So they took your life work and they desecrated it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And I'm not interested in what they said, really, but I, I am very interested in your process with it because a big reason why so many of us don't create or don't share what we create is because we're scared of what the world will say. And you, my sister, have kind of been through (laughs) <laughs> seeing seen like where that can go and you and you held yourself through it and your community held you through it yes. and you've come out the other side with so much strength and the, the work has also grown so amazingly kind of because of it so could you walk us into that story and and share some of what you learned
1: yes thank you thank you for that so that particular moment of the Daily Mail that then rippled out to the, like every single corner of the world, I had messages every single day of sisters. Oh, you were in TV in Nigeria. We were in TV in India. We were in like so many different places. Of like, what is going on? <laughs> but prior to that moment, I already had um, a few interviews from maybe minor titles. Um, but already came gave that kind of wave of haters and bullies and like all the things that really just didn't resonate with my work at all and maybe Uh,
0: we could just name a couple of them Jasmine just to give people a sense like the essential message is this is disgusting you are disgusting to do anything with your blood I mean I I hate to say it but I want people to get I mean I'm sure they know I can be
1: quite explicit in what they say had anything become you are a cursed woman you will die in hell i would receive so many like death threats in my emails um there's this ghost lady that will come and eat you up like all sorts of things it was intense
0: yeah the shaming
1: it was almost like too surreal to believe you know like it was like yeah. where, where is this coming from like are you seriously saying telling me these things like a part of me was always like in denial and just like saying, these people have no idea what they're telling. Like, it even yes. thought, like the feeling, the feeling that I have when I receive these kind of comments is like, it's not them speaking. It's yes. like a story, stream of thoughts that has yes. been created for so many years, you know, for centuries and centuries. But honestly, it's not even coming from them. Like, this is the yes. field, energetic charge that I receive from these things. It's just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, and I, it, a very it, it,
0: masterful move you're making there to, to see, to be able to feel into them, yes. to, to be able to move beyond your own reactivity first, which is hard as a creative, to then see, ah, oh, this is something in the collective, you know, this is something coming through you, not of you, yeah. I
1: must say probably it's just the journey that brought me here to understand this because in the beginning when I just started sharing my stuff you know in just the beginning and it was an Instagram with just a few followers and I was just like sharing a little bit of my process and what it felt to me and very very small reality and I would have people just like a little bit intrigued like what are you doing people that would say like this is disgusting and of course it would hit me like oh my god what am I doing is this is this right? Is this wrong? Maybe I should just keep it for myself. Like these questions would come a lot, a lot, a yes. lot. But as I was moving forward step by step and doing this every single month, every single month coming back to it and seeing how much it was transforming my own life, my own perception of my own womanhood, the relationship with my womb, with my, with my femininity, with my whole menstrual cycle, it was just so beautiful. So beautiful, so beautiful integral you know it was just it, it, i couldn't look back it was just impossible for me to look back and say no like this is too important this is something that everyone should know so i was getting empowered by this own work like this practice because that feels like a spiritual practice to me it's 100 a spiritual practice something that is making me unshakable inside because i am witnessing the the change in my life I am now arriving at a point in which I'm seeing more and more women leaders coming to this work and seeing the change themselves. That is enough for me to know and to walk with trust that the people who will get it will get it. And the people that won't will probably get that backlash and will get it. Or maybe they will just say, oh, my God, it's so disgusting. And then one year after, they will come for me. You know know what, Jasmine? I was sitting with this thing and the, at first I felt so much disgust. I was like, hell no, I'm not going to go there. But then I, I just, I, I found myself looking for you. Like I should have, people have been looking for me on Instagram. didn't remember my name, but they've been looking. Then I finally found you because I wanted to tell you this. Now I'm painting with my blood. You know, like you have no idea how these things, these seeds are being planted. No, even if they're haters, I see that I ultimately they're people. We're confused. We we're born confused, and <laughs> yeah, we, do <laughs> we don't have a GPS. We don't have we don't have a manual of how this thing works, you know. So, like, I this is also thanks for my spiritual practice that really gave me the base and foundation of compassion for all beings. This is such an important thing and quality, I think, to refine when you're doing this type of work because, of course, it is triggering. It is that's triggering. So coming from compassion every single time is like, okay, I, I see where the trigger is coming from. I'm not going to react to it. I'm going to respond to it. It's always so different, you know, from place of grace, not of, you know, it's different. Or I can be like anyway, but it depends on the situation because <laughs> you can be, but from a loving place as well, you know? Yes.
0: Yeah I'm thinking of that painting which I shared on our Red School Instagram this morning of the goddess (laughs) Rangda. I mean she's got some fierceness and it's all from compassion right. (laughs) Absolutely
1: 100 percent. Had so much fun painting her. Wow she taught me
0: a lot. (laughs) Yeah yeah there was something that you wrote on a post in -hmm. response to the uh to what happened with the Daily Mail and you said where to go when everything outside seems so loud and hard to the feminine hand on heart feeling the beat reverberate in my chest hand on womb feeling the stillness and true power of the cosmos within connecting to the why in an instant and melted any feeling of distrust distrust and resistance may the feminine force awaken now whatever it takes yeah i feel I really feel the fire of your calling in that and I'm grateful for your willingness to be part of the, whatever it takes there.
1: It's just, it's just when you're walking your Dharma, just call it, you know, your destiny, your Supreme destiny, everything is just, it just falls into place. And it's just like, there's nothing else I can do. Like there, I I just feel I'm out of, I don't have any other choice than to do this and I'm choosing this choice and I've been chosen by this choice. So it's like, I'm here. And this is what I do. And I will always do it because this is my calling. So
0: that's it. I'm choosing this choice. And I've been chosen by this choice. <laughs> 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 it's like a holy bondage. It's happening, yeah. whether I like it or not. <laughs> so what would you say to someone listening who is edge walking in whatever way they're edge walking, you know, it might be around mm-hmm. menstruality, it might be around something else and they have that feeling that you had of maybe I should just keep this for myself. Like maybe this is too much for this world or it's too dangerous. What would you say to them in the, for their creative process?
1: To literally embrace that fear, have tea with it and do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> really simply put have tea with your fears that's that's a saying that i say often you know like wake up and drink fear for breakfast you know because that fear is also what is making you alive like because i see emotions as energy the more energy energetically charged an emotion is the more potentiality that energy has and you can direct it towards something so just like learning to disassociate the, the the name of an emotion and just seeing it as energy, where is it coming from? Is it from my chest? Is it from my throat? Is it from my belly? Is it from my womb? Like just noticing where it's coming from and feeling the intensity of it. And then, you know acting upon it, it can be dancing. It can be doing something completely weird that you're not used to just going out of the box. that is the feminine. you know she, she, she hates logic. She just pies <laughs> anything, like puts you in a box and confines you in like something like A plus B equals C. Like, no, just do something weird. So many women like doing it, just come to me like, Jasmine, I just felt this urge and impulse to put my blood on my face. Is that weird? Like, no, woman. Like, that is their divine. Like, this is a divine remembrance because it's not only that it's not only me, it happened so many times. I just feel this beautiful impulse, just put my blood, people just put it on their hair and they put it all over their bodies. They just feel this, ah, oh, this thing that just enlivens them. And it's, it's it has duality in it. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing? And oh my God, this feels so good. You know, like this, <laughs> you're dancing between this. You know that you're up to something great. You no, know, like it's, but it's, it takes courage and courage doesn't mean I'm not afraid you know a courageous people does it don't mean that i'm not I'm, I'm not afraid of anything it means i have fear but i'm going to do it anyway and that is exactly where it takes you to the most incredible places and i am living embodiment of that because i'm living currently a life in which i'm looking i'm like i have no idea how i got here but i have a glimpse of it because it's the feminine that brought me here it's my womb this work the devotion to towards this work and towards the femininity and just that brought me here so it's just like I received so many messages like i don't know where to start just talk to your womb start with your blood start with your blood that's the marrow that's where we come from i had two home births in the ocean of blood and blood before and blood after and blood in the middle like blood is everywhere it's part of who we are we we're born through blood come back to blood we'll give you that remembrance
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> what has your how has your cycle helped you with this because as i hear you speak with this mm. this voice of courage to me it feels like a very a voice of premenstrual wisdom mm. that's willing to go right into the darkness and the um the mess of this world and as you've said transmute it into something how has your cycle guided you with this journey with the feminine big question
1: Big question. (laughs) It's like, the more I would go deep into my menstrual cycle, the more so many happenings in my life started to have also meaning and sense. I come from, as I mentioned, a very rough life. I had quite some intense experiences and you need to touch them because everyone carries their own story. And, but I would like, through a spiritual practice because I was I first came to spiritual practice I'm a very devoted student of tantric Buddhism okay and there's shamanism and things, but mostly tantric Buddhism gave me so much because it always speaks about using the emotions to your path towards enlightenment you know so everything that is around you you can always pick them up and bring them towards a path towards your own liberation this was just so life-changing for me because it allowed me to go into my past, go into that darkness, go into that shadow and get all of those things that were murky and and then bring them towards a path of, bring them to compassion, liberation, wisdom. So then when a few years later, then menstrual art came, the menstrual blood and womb wisdom. And then these doors started just opening as the feminine does and just guides you, you know, exactly where you need to go. (laughs) It felt like from this past that I already had of doing this kind of shadow work, we could call, it made me become even more attuned and more passionate about these two phases of our cycle that are so incredibly deemed as taboo, which is the luteal phase and the menstrual phase. I was doing really good with ovulation and follicular. Most of us do, generally.
0: The world celebrates us and loves us in those phases.
1: Yes. Yeah. I love it wholeheartedly. It's so beautiful, of course, and all the things, but when like the sun starts to go down and the autumn starts to come, the leaves start to get brown and everything starts to go inwards. And that's the moment where it's like, oh, that's that's the call, you know, for ceremony. And it it has so much intensity in it because it has so much colors. When I talk about the menstrual cycle, you know, and I love autumn. I lived most of my years in Italy and um uh, in the north of italy so a little bit near the mountains so the seasons were really lived like all four seasons and i would always see the beauty of each and every phase i just remember the, the smell of autumn like mm i just love the smell of the leaves i love the smell of the, the mushrooms in the forest i love the, the humidity i lo- like there's so many things that i just ah oh. I would appreciate about those phases. So many of them like, oh, it's so cold. You, you can see how people react to these things, you know, and it tells a lot of how you react also to the feminine, how you react to your <laughs> own social cycle. Because, of course, the outer seasons mirror completely our inner seasons. And most people do not appreciate, most people, a lot of people do not, you know, appreciate winter and we just like more the, the summer phase. Let's have fun and all the things. And now in winter and autumn, it's time to recollect, It's time to, you know, plan and to give priorities, to think that need priority and starting to think. People don't like to think and sit down and take moments, you know, to think through what, how is my life going? What is wrong? What is serving me? What is not? And it's so incredible that as women, we have that opportunity every single month. (laughs) Every single month. It's like the greatest blessing, honestly, because every single month we have a chance to sit and literally feel like she is. My womb and I are just like on the phone. Like this is the the, the the feeling I wish every single woman to have. You have your bestie on the phone? Like I'm having my womb, okay? Tell me, what do I need to know? And then PMX comes in because you're not listening. So it takes it takes devotion, 100% devotion. It takes willingness. It takes your capacity to really um, move with grace through the uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable. It can get really uncomfortable when you want to navigate premenstrual phase and menstrual phase, because it means you need to start to listen to all the things you never gave yourself permission to listen to. And there's a lot, there is a lot. Because it's not only our own story, but there's the collective then. Okay, once you say, okay, I'm finished, I'm liberated, I worked on myself, I love my womb, I love my blood, amazing. But then there's the collective.
0: going to pause this episode for a minute to share some resources and invitations for you if this conversation is inspiring you to take your relationship with your menstrual cycle to the next level of intimacy connection devotion firstly we have our free love your cycle discover the power of menstrual cycle awareness to revolutionize your life short online course which you can find at redschool.net forward slash love so you can access that for free And you can also join the waiting list for our menstruality leadership program, which is starting again next spring. It's the world's first leadership training designed for trailblazers, change makers, nurturers and creatives to realize your full authority and leadership through the power of the menstrual cycle. You can find out more at menstrualityleadership.com. That's menstrualityleadership.com. what helps you to lean into discomfort or like one of the phrases we often use at red school is hold the tension. The inner autumn is so often asking us, can you sit with this hot pot that's boiling and let it become what it wants to become rather than like let it boil over into reactivity. What, what supports you in that practice personally?
1: one of my favorite words which is sensuality mm-hmm. sensuality because it's so deemed as something sexual but has nothing to do with that like sensuality is what in the world is senses you're going to use all of your senses your taste your hear, your touch and you know, all these things and drop into it you know like i feel this mm, like how can i bring how can i how can i can gonna feel it more How can I amplify that, that distress, that pain? Even in pain, when you're in pain during menstruation, what I would do a lot is like rock my pelvis. This knowledge that we've known for so many centuries, right? Like all dances that would come from the feminine lineage was always about moving and rocking your hips. Why is that, right? Because we know that like rocking and moving your hips and moving your body in a certain way, we're just centering back into... Our deepest holy ground, which is our womb. Like every time there's something intense, I immediately contact my womb. And she helps me drop and she helps Mm -hmm. me just like just melt, you know, the melt, that melting spot. You just want to melt into the sensations. That is what helps me so much, you know. And then when you're melted, you just like you're either dancing or singing, or there's like always this, this feminine urge to just like melt sensual sensuality bring more sensuality and how can I drop softer into this maybe touch yourself in a certain way maybe just caressing your face just uh, maybe in the front of the mirror whatever feels you know comforting for you sensuality
0: beautiful and always available to us maybe if you're working in an office you might like to like take a walk outside for five minutes or go to the bathroom and just do that kind of mother hug yeah. where you, like hold your arms and just yeah yeah. Mm, yeah that is such a key. Yeah, Shani, who's one of the founders of Red School, always goes to that place to pleasure, sensuality, like, how can I awaken a little bit more pleasure in this moment? And like you're saying, it's available to us, could I smell the beautiful smell of an orange? Or could I, yeah, how could I move my body a little bit to awaken a bit more of that sensual pleasure? And you're right, it's not sexual, it's like the erotic, but not connected to sexuality, sensuality. And it's all around us in the natural world I have to, I'm just walking through the woods sometimes in the rain and it feels erotic to me because all my senses are alive and I can smell like you're saying the the like smell of the leaves composting and mulching down and hearing the rush of the river and feeling the rain on my skin and it's like I'm alive it's our aliveness
1: exactly yes
0: yeah I'd love you to tell us a bit about The process of painting with blood. Like for people who are listening, and I know, I just know I can I can I can just tell that there are people going, I really want to do this, like the next period, I really want to do this. Could you give us some some guidance? Yeah. So
1: of course, I have been in the art field for quite some time. So it's like I'm really attuned to my unconscious and its messages and how to just deliver them, you know, and so. Each cycle, we are going through an entire month of happenings, of experiences, of downloads, of grief, of joy, of there's so much going on in our lives, right? And sometimes we're like, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. But <laughs> <laughs> but your blood, your womb remembers, and she holds that, right? So when your blood is coming in. It's a beautiful moment to just sit, attune to yourself, like, what happened this month? What is the key emotion? What is the key sensation? What is the the, 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 the message, the, the wisdom of this past month for me? And there's always something coming through. So I always take, like, formal moments in which I just sit and I just go through a little bit. What was this past month? Or just dropping into my womb. Like, literally, you could just close your eyes and just take breaths and just imagine, like, breathing through your womb and just asking the question. Like, what do you want me to know about this past month? What is relevant for me to know? You know? And then something would pop out. There's always something, a message, a word, or a sentiment, a sensation. And that is something that then I would then, like, work it through or work it out to then create an art, an artwork. Mm,
0: beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. This is kind of the process that I go through. In. So sometimes, in this case, rangda. I really like to work with fierce goddesses, the fiercest ones, uh, because they teach us so much about love. And I'm just like like that kind of, I have that fire, you know, (laughs) this is like the fire of of burning down everything, just like this powerful force. And so during the space, I remember I was living through very intense feelings. They were more internal, nothing majorly external, but it was just like this conflict. It was just this inner like restlessness of not feeling that I was living in the life that I wanted and like probably there were children that were just making me go mad and like there were certain things that I was kind of repressing and so in that moment I was like ah, oh, this whole month was just about like oh this very contractive kind of energy so I just felt like what could liberate that what could just like could bring more fire out of that and then the image of Rang that came to me I said, okay, I am gonna paint a <laughs> and through that artwork and through painting, I would just feel like this this anger moving, the stress moving, all the contractions start to move. You no, know, so as as we're depicting, we can really attune to our our bodies. It's like just somatic practice, one hundred percent, which like feeling all of these sensation how they're just pouring out of you. I also lived a miscarriage a year some a few years ago, so through that miscarriage blood. I used it to depict a mandala. And I put a little baby in the middle of the center of the mandala. And then I just created this beautiful flower all around it. And it's been so healing, so beautifully healing. This is something that I always recommend women who go through these processes and this grief, how to go through the grief. Use your blood. Use your blood is such a beautiful way to consecrate, to give meaning, to allow energy to just move and flow and just give that farewell in such a beautiful way
0: how much of the grief in those experiences is because our world does not know how to hold them we, we've we lost the rituals and we've lost the holding and so using our blood as a way to hold us through dark times through grieving times are so beautiful jasmine thank you mm.
1: i mean i wish we would all live in a situation where we had so many women around us and wise women that knew exactly what to do and prepare the yoni steam and prepare the food and prepare the meal and prepare the players and make a circle and sing songs for this woman in the middle like that would be the ideal, but now we know where we're living in this world. And this is such a huge support, such a huge support when we're like alone and of course reach out to who can, but sometimes many of us are like confined, because society wants this this way. But I found that this is such a way, such a deep, beautiful way to honor, you know, these deep transitions in our lives, a so breakup. Even breakups are with people that you just can't get rid of, you know, like bum, use your blood. It's such a powerful force carries your DNA, like it's just it comes from the inside of you, you know.
0: And it's ours. Like no one can take it away from us. It's ours. We can reclaim it.
1: And it's so powerful. Like it's just you. Yeah. And you're using you to create something. I'm creating beauty all around me. Beauty is my means. I always say I'm bringing blood to luxury status. Like this is what I what I do for living. You know, I bring blood to luxury status. Something that is so raw and just connoted to death and all the like disgusting. No, it's beautiful. Like, I want you to see it, you know, like this is who we are, you know, like loud and clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, there's a lot. I
1: love mandalas, as I um, already mentioned. Mandalas are such a beautiful way to give perspective, you know, and bring back. So, if you're going through something intense, Your menstrual cycle, even like you're having reproductive illnesses of any sorts, like you can really get choose a topic. You know, I want to heal my womb from miscarriage. I want to heal my womb from a breakup. I want to heal my womb from cysts or polycysts or like whatever comes through. I want to heal the relationship with my mother. I want to heal my relationship with my husband. I want to say goodbye to like find the topic that is so alive for you right now, and then use your blood to ritualize that. Know, and create something that can and it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be you no know, but mandalas are the most simple because it's just a repetition of a pattern and that in a sense gives rhythm it gives order it gives sense and it really has this alchemical magical way to just like phew, just release you know the so i love 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 i also in the past now i'm slowly slowly coming back because then i had I gave birth very like recently, 10 year, ten months ago. So I'm still coming back to like full on <laughs> the work I do. But we, I, I love the sessions that we have in groups in which we paint all together. You know, so I, I invite women to collect their period bloods throughout entire month. We have a month of preparation to collect the blood. And then we will arrive at the session in which we're all together with our blood. And then we will paint all together, you know, or a mandala. It depends on what. So it's a it's, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful. Mandal- Mandalas are such a powerful way to, to navigate, you know, and it's just a beautiful way to, to connect for the first time also with the, this practice.
0: Mandalas come from many traditions. My understanding of what mandala is, it's a circular image with repetitive patterns within it, and they, they're they seen throughout many different cultures,
1: right? Uh, yes, it goes from far, 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 far out time. Yeah. Even like regions, you would find they would do these like kind of stencils of images of geometry, you know, sacred geometry is always there. But mostly I came to mandalas through Buddhism, from Hinduism. You would see a lot of these. They're used in all sorts of therapeutic practices, also for mental diseases, mental di- art therapy. There's always mandala coming through again and again and again because it has this capacity, you know, to really put everything into order. Yeah. There's some that is a little broken the mandala will put it perfectly into a perfect shape
0: it's so true I'm in an interesting period of my life where my spiritual life is there's been a long dissolution that I've had to trust it's hard am. I am there is trust and also mm-hmm. yeah you know when you're in the middle of a of a dissolution it's it's a dissolution it's not it doesn't necessarily make sense but I what I find myself doing again and again is just drawing a small circle and then eight petals around it and then eight more petals and then eight more petals. And I just do it, you know, daily probably, when I'm just doodling or like if I have a moment, there aren't a lot of words for me at the moment, but there's a lot of, yeah, like you said, there's an, I hadn't thought of it that way that there's an organizing going on when I do that.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, Mm. yes so true oh. i find myself doing that as well like when i'm overthinking and i just like tit, tit, tit,
0: doing this thing. <laughs> it takes me out of my head and into my body and, or into life you know into into like that is
1: yeah. the, the thing the phrase out of my head into my body like what is present in this film and the mandala is just like bringing you here just compartmentalizing everything all the stress all the chaos and you just suddenly find yourself at peace like wow mandalas for so many phases of my life like so many so many different phases there's always a mandala coming through
0: yes so you'd get the blood so like obviously it's easiest if you have a menstrual cup because then you can take it out and put it straight in a jar and that's what I tend to do although I've lost my moon cup's gone somewhere so I have to go and get another one this afternoon
1: (laughs) I have them in my shop I also sell them if you'd like I have I have this shape particular is designed Mm -hmm. to be completely ergonomic you know, so following the natural line of the vagina, because most of them are just straights, which I found extremely uncomfortable. I have to find so many brands and I was just like, I'm done with this. Let's draw one. <laughs> so it's just made on purpose to make it really ergonomic and it's a lot of success in my shop. So
0: so for those of you listening, it's just a different shape. It's it's a bit rounder at the bottom. And so it it matches the shape of the vagina. Yeah. So, so you gather the blood. And then would you keep it in the in the fridge? Is there anything you do with it when it's in the fridge?
1: Okay, so I, I also would like to, to point out that many women come to me saying that cups are just not a thing for yeah. them. Like we try them, they don't want them, they're really uncomfortable and what can I do in alternative? So in alternative, of course, I would suggest blindly to use cotton organic pads. They have to be cotton, they have to be organic, no nasties, no commercial deal, please. Organic cotton. Because it's also like sterile. so it has nothing inside and it's so easy easy to squeeze and you know, squeeze the pad and make the blood come out. So you will have the freshest blood this way. This is the only different way that I found unless you just squat over the jar when you know because at a certain point you get so attuned to your blood that you know exactly when it's about to release. So when you're having that thing or like oh I'm about to release, you just sit and squat and let the release happen in the jar. So you got three different ways okay And then you would use a jar whatever jar i use glass preferably uh, with a lid because so then you can seal it and you know bacteria won't start to like do a thing and then i would you put it in the fridge if i'm not planning to use it immediately right so sometimes you cut it from fresh from the yoni and then you can start painting immediately you can do your own rituals you can t- put it in your face and then you can go like there's so many things you can do and then when you're completed or you just want to save it for another for maybe tomorrow the next two days if you're doing a big painting for example it needs more time you would store it in the fridge because it will slower the process you know of, of deterioration of the blood and because it will, it will deteriorate it's alive so it will deteriorate generally i've seen that it lasts well up to seven days in the fridge after which it will start to feel smell a little funky so in that case, if you just know ahead of time that it's something that you still would like to cultivate and keep for future, whatever you want to do, like I do, because I, my freezer is full, of, life. you store it in the freezer. Okay? You will then store it in the freezer and that will go on for like forever because it lower the temperature, it will just completely freeze the process of deterioro- deterioration. During the hot season, it will deteriorate very much quickly. So like be aware and you would put it in the fridge more often. And during winter time, since it's cool, it will take more time. So mm. this is generally the process.
0: Mm, thank you. That's really helpful. Um, and that you, you had a beautiful image of you um, painting with your son and he was kind of getting involved in the painting. What happened there? Can you tell us the story of that?
1: Mm. So my son, <laughs> my son was born when I have already been doing this work for quite so many years. So he was just born into me being super comfortable and creating these paintings every single month. Um, I just, I have some images and just remembrance of I had my blood on the floor. I was painting. And then I just had to go into the other room to get a thing and come back. And my son was there with the, the, the blood in his hands and all smeared in his face and blood everywhere. It's like, So he grew up in this environment, you know, in which I'm completely surrounded by my blood and he knows about it and knows everything about it. And now that he's now four, he's starting to ask more specific questions. And it's like, but are you bleeding? Like, What is it? And so I try to explain and and I'm 100 percent sure that the comfort that I feel for my own blood made him so comfortable with my own blood and seeing blood at whole that he was present during the birth of his brother. So he was like in the water and he saw everything from from beginning to end. He knows where babies come from and he just felt super chill. Like he was so grateful, so happy. He felt so involved that there's no scenes of jealousy. There has been nothing but just pure unconditional love for his little brother. And he's super mindful and super protective. And it's just so beautiful to see, you know, like the ripple effect of doing this kind of work. Right. but then um it just was like two cycles ago he was just so he loves art probably because he's just seeing his mama painting every time he just likes loves painting and using it and then he said just one day mama I want to paint with your blood once can I can we do that together I'm like sure (laughs) of course (laughs) so we set it up my blood came that day and I was like ah when they and I said Ravi my blood came it was like so we can paint. He was just so excited, and just felt so like so beautiful, and just so like I was changing a big narrative there. It just felt like something happening in the moment that was just rippling out the entire world, and it just felt so like <gasps> overwhelming. And um, and yeah, we just sat together, and he started got his brush and he started painting. He uses also his little fingers. He felt comfortable in doing. We just created this painting together, and it was just so beautiful, just so beautiful.
0: Can we speak about the ripple effects of this, because I get so moved to feel it, it's true, that came from him, he asked for that, that wasn't you imposing, so what can you walk us into, just like dream with me, what What does a world look like where menstrual blood is not seen as something as disgusting and shameful, but seen as the stuff that makes life and therefore obviously immensely sacred and like what well, what could that world look like yeah what are the ripples of, ripple effects of this
1: We're nearing to a purer land I believe <laughs> when something like that could ever happen but it's happening my life is a proof of that because I look myself I look at my life like literally my life how it began it was just me and my art and then my mom was the first one to come walk into my room and see me painting. And she's like, Oh, that's a beautiful drawing. I'm like, Yeah, it's made with my period. But she was like, oh, What is it? Heard the shock, the terror in her face.
0: Mm.
1: I will always remember that. I will, like, I still have a, a memory, a very strong memory of her face. And I was like, This is exactly what it's doing. Like, this is exactly why I should be doing this. I really had the, the, the really like deep calling. I was like, Yes, that, that's the reason. And then over time, past one week, two weeks, one month, years, took years for my mom to appreciate this work now. Took years for my mom to gain the, res- the, the respect, to be, have respect for my work because now it's being so big, it's impacting so many people. But it all came from me walking first, <laughs> me believing in it, me acting upon it. And then my mother was there and then my I didn't have my now husband, um, so I had partners, but that didn't see the beauty in this. They were just like always weirded out and they they didn't go so well (laughs) because it was always this feeling of I am learning to love myself. I'm loving my blood. This is part of who I am. Like if you want to love me or if I have to learn to love myself, pure unconditional love means love without conditions. So, like, be standing strong into this led me to have finally found a husband, a partner, and then become now husband that is completely, utterly devoted to my work. This is the beauty of it. He has no repulsive at all. He loves. We do so many concert rituals, and there's also tantrism, of course, in which we, you know, there's so many things that you do with the, the liquids that come from your body, etc. So, there's also a huge spiritual component to it, and. And the comfort that my husband feels with blood, I really feel that made him so supportive during my birth as well. Because
0: mm-hmm. we're talking about
1: the flesh and the blood and the marrow and the rawness and this, all these rites of passage of womanhood, right? Like blood is such an integral part of all these aspects. So the more comfortable also your partner is, the more he will support you throughout. Mm-hmm. He became comfortable. Then my mother-in-law became comfortable and we were living together with my husband, my mother-in-law, and she would always find these little jars of blood in my in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, again, I would paint, I would share my message. People would start to understand, you know, like it started to, it was a seed planted from me. And then slowly, you know how seeds go. They just, the, the roots go very deep down and then the plant will start to grow and grow and grow and grow. And from becoming a seedling, it will become a full-blown tree, and that is the moment in which that's the, the life I'm living now. I feel the tree. I feel the tree. It's so big. It's so everyone around me is so used to this that when I'm having my blood, I'm having celebrations. My son is like, oh, my blood came. Yay!" my husband comes and kisses me on my forehead and hugs me like there's a celebration moment going on. Like, oh, congratulations. You have your period. What a beautiful thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> in the beginning, it wasn't like this. Yes. But seeing me more and more involved in this process and being happy and just like doing my thing, the more they would just get this is how we work as humans, actually, right? Like when you see someone led leading by example at a certain point, people will just get used to it. It takes time, it's not going to be like well, one thing. <laughs> it took a lot of time, actually, it took a long time, at least a few years to carve a life in which. I finally can take time off during my period to just stay with myself because it's not it's a privilege that not many have. I carved it out, though. I was I was working nine to five. I was working in a bar. I was looking up, working until four a.m. in the morning, even when I was on my period and I felt I was about to pass out. Mm. Even while I was already painting. And that was making it even harder to accept because I'm like, I'm feeling this. I want to just be at home and painting, but I'm here working. My body's imploring me to stop. But it helped me to really go deep into the empathy, the empathy that I have for everyone that is not able to live what I'm living now. I feel it in my bones every single time when I'm bleeding, the weight that the woman the whole entire woman lineage goes through the screams of despair, the exhaustion of living a life that just does not mirror what is who we are inside, this beauty, the sacredness of who we are, you know? And so it's, it takes, it, it requires, <laughs> it requires all of you. That's what I say. Like, it's not something that you say, Oh, it's just a hobby that I put on a side. Like it requires all of you. If you want to see that change in the world, because it's a big thing. Like we menstruate for a big chunk of our lives mm. and how people relate to our blood. I mean, it ripples out onto how people relate to the feminine at whole. So it's a big deal. It's a really big deal for me. Mm. So if we don't take this at heart, nothing will ever change.
0: I'm feeling it. Yes. Tell us how we can connect with you. If people have listened to this and would like to connect with your work.
1: So I have my Instagram, which is the, my most preferred channel for now. Um, which I I need to change my strategy because, of course, talking about period blood all the time, it gets flagged very easily. And I got so many like notifications. If you continue this way, we're going to shut you down. Like, oh, well. (laughs) Instagram, Jasmine Alicia Carter. The other page is Menstrual Art Movement, the most beautiful page in the world. And I have my website, which is www.sacredwoman.com. I have an online boutique and a shop where I sell a lot of different products for the whole reproductive wellness of women. So we all find cups. You'll find free bleeding blankets, designed on purpose. You know, so when you're having your bleed, you can also just like release everything, just sit on it, and you let your allow your blood to just flush out. That is so healing. And these are mostly the ways you can contact me. You can
0: find me. Thank you so much. This has been such a Joyful, amazingly joyful conversation. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Lots of love. It's been a pleasure, it's been an honor.
1: Thank you so much. It's been so nourishing, so
0: grateful. Wow, what a rich conversation. Thank you so much for staying with us all the way through to the end. And I'm finding myself so curious at the end of this conversation to hear from you. Like, How has this landed with you? What has this inspired and awakened for you when it comes to your own bleed or your practice with your menstrual blood? Has it inspired you to bring more ritual into the process? Or are you ready to take your blood and start making art with it next time? I would just love to hear from you. You can always email me at sophie@redschool.net. So that's it for this week. I'll be with you again next week and until then keep living life according to your own brilliant rhythm.